to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. All right. Good morning. Welcome back to the Faith Lift Sisters, day three of Hebrews 12. Um, it's just a couple passages where like, Four pass or four passages, verses, four verses, eight verses, four verses, and then tomorrow we're going to be more than eight verses. But today we're back to four. Yeah, four verses. Um, so, Terry, will you read fourteen through seventeen for us? Yep. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. Mm -hmm. One thing that I love about this part, this passage, is that... um, you know, when you're reading like the Old Testament or whatever, and you see that God doesn't accept an offering or whatever, and you're like, why? Why? So I think there's a lot of times we go back to something like this that tells you he was godless. I, it doesn't say that. His actions show it back in, where is it, Genesis or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Genesis 25. Um, it doesn't actually say godless, but here we get a little more insight into the life of Esau. My translation does say godless. Oh, it does? Yeah. Or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights? Oh, yeah, here it does. So, but I mean, in Genesis, when you read it, it oh, doesn't say it doesn't Esau say was godless. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, um, you're right. It does not. We're getting a little more insight into yeah. that. And I, I've noticed that throughout the mm-hmm. Bible, you know, that when things are said, then you sometimes you get a little more information. And I, I just like that. That's yeah. all. Well, let's touch on that real quick because it'll pertain to kind of what we're, we're talking about here. Like, so Esau here is described as godless because he, and then it says, and he, uh, because he gave up a single meal, he sold, or for a single meal, he sold his inheritance rights as his oldest son or as the oldest son. It's the reason I think, I think, and correct me if I'm misunderstanding this, but like the reason that this correlates to the godlessness of Esau is because Esau gave up everything, every single thing for one bowl of measly stew, right? For worldliness, for worldly pleasure, worldly satisfaction. That's it. In the immediate. And so he made that his God and he forsook everything else. He was like, I don't care what it is. This is it. I give it all up. I renounce it all just for this one thing. And Mm -hmm. we are not to do that for anything other than God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, that I think... I think I have that right, that that is why he's defined here as godless. I think so, Suzanne. I think it's it's just the simple fact that he knew what that blessing entailed. Mm-hmm. He knew the promises that God had made to his father, 
and to his family, he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Just wanted satisfaction in the moment, and he was willing to give it all away for that. Right. So he didn't respect or honor anything that God had provided. Um, and I think that's a that's a pretty um, serious warning for all of us. You know what? what again, it, I think it has to goes back to what's your identity? Is your identity more in this world and what you get in this world, the satisfaction and the recognition and the sense of belonging? Is it here in this world or is it in the family of God? Yeah. And he knew, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. It was an intentional thing. Yeah. Um, And I think I have like this passage right here. I have big feelings about Mm. um, like, you know, the BF big feelings um, about this, because I think so often people take this passage and misuse it, misinterpret it to be um, one where it says, because it says, see that no one falls short of the grace of God. No bitter root grows up. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless for a single meal. Um I think people take that and they're like, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Let me show you how you're sinning. Let me show you how you are turning against God. Let me show you that you are not good enough. And I think that people, that Christians as a whole, big C church, take this passage and apply it to the world. Even those who don't understand, even those who don't believe, even those who don't have any kind of, um, any kind of context for this. And we apply this big blanket statement of like, you shouldn't be any of these things because, and you should not be godless. And let me just shove that at you and tell you how wrong you are instead of giving the context. Like this is so that um, we are to live in peace with everyone. But he's talking about the people who, yes, we're to live in peace with everyone, but He's talking about the people who are also living in your context, right? We are to be an example. We are not to walk around and beat people with a Jesus stick and say, oh, have you, have you, do you know about Jesus? Oh, you don't let me tell you how you are wrong, 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 wrong. That's not, that's not what they're calling us to do here. There's context that is so important and appropriate. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that verse 15 is the, is the part that goes missing sometimes. See to it that no man misses the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we do any of this, before we talk at all about holiness or godlessness, or we gotta, we gotta make sure we haven't missed grace. But that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We, we, we gloss over that part of that scripture mm-hmm. and we go right to the, to the other, to the behavior part. Right. It's so easy to see what's wrong with people. Right. It's so easy to say, oh, you are not holding up here. You are falling short here. And to uh, because that's a physical external thing. But it's the grace that is so hard to remember. And let me tell you that my mom always said to me, like, oh, girl, you do not suffer fools lightly. That was, that was how she always was. You do not suffer fools lightly. I'm like, no, cause you're an idiot. Get it together and move along. You do pretty good with me. I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> but don't you think, I think when you, you, you put that word holiness in there, 
with all men to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see God. I think that's that sets this scripture up a little bit. And so we tend to equate holiness and behavior. Um, but if you take the grace out of there, if you've got grace in them, then you see that the, the behavior will come because of the grace. But if you get rid of the grace, then all you have is holiness and behavior to tie it to holiness. And I think that's where people get get messed up. And it's, it's funny because when it said um, live in peace and be holy, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And I was thinking of our witness to others. Yeah. If we're living in peace and we're, um, you know, we're trying to be holy, people will look at us and see our lives and want to know God too. Oh, Terry, that's awesome. So that's awesome. a little bit different right. take. It's a little different take. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, I was kind of seeing the same thing. And to be holy ourselves mm-hmm. was the piece. Because without that holiness, no one was going to be seeing God. So in other words, fix your eyes on Jesus. Create that holiness in yourself. Be disciplined to pull that. And then see to it that no one misses the grace of God. Meaning, ah, now out of this holiness, we can bring this grace. I think that's a lot of what you were kind of referring to, Suzanne. It was like, we don't bring this grace which, and you're right too, Angie, that way it's like, because when we don't do that, the bitter root, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So it's really interesting how it is um, ordered, this, these, this scripture, almost like there's a plan there. Um, I think that's the right path. Because <laughs> I do, you're right. I think if we, if we're walking with God and we are, in communion with him, we're at peace and we're growing in holiness, then what is God? God is grace, right? He's full of grace. So if we are walking holy, if you want to put use, put that word in there, then we are walking in grace and we're going to give that grace to others just like God has given that grace mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And that would be a whole different mindset than, hey, I've got it all right and you've got it all wrong. Um, And let me just tell you about that. Mm -hmm. Like Suzanne was saying, I think oftentimes um, that that's where that comes from. We're, we're not thinking that out of God's holiness comes his grace. And so if we're going to be holy as he is holy, then we have to be walking in grace and we have to extend that grace to other people, just like he's extended it to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's going to see that grace if you're beating them with the Jesus stick. Let me just yeah. tell you that. Yeah. And I, the other thing, like just jumping back to Esau a little bit, I used to feel so sad for him because he made that quick decision and gave everything away. And as I thought about it, honestly, it's taken me years. It's just as I revisit that, revisit that, um, this happened a long time ago. His godlessness happened way before that doer. Mm-hmm. That uh, it, Jacob knew how to mess with him because he'd evidently shown it quite a bit. And so I think just from learning from that, it starts out small and we can lose everything. Now we won't lose God. He's always going to be there for us. Um, 
but we might lose our walk. We might stumble in our race. We might fall down, you know? And um, I just think it, it, it's really, it's just important to me that it, it, it happened way before that actually, that actual event. And I think there's times where I get in my life, I go, how did this even happen? When I back it up, when I back it up, when I back it up, I'm like, oh, got it. It's that, it's the root, right? It's that yeah. bitter root, which does not suddenly pop up. A root no. is not a reactive. A root is a proactive. Right. It's been there a long time, and it's a slow-growing, mm. deep-seated thing. And it starts with a seed, right? Mm-hmm. So a seed of bitterness gets planted. doesn't have to be big at all. Seeds are tiny. And then the root starts to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how many times have we been in life and went, God failed me here? Why didn't you do that, God? Why didn't this happen? It's okay to go to him and ask those questions, but if you hold on to that anger and you don't resolve it, you have now just planted a seed. I think that's a pretty common one, the disappointment. We get disappointed, mm-hmm. and that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. I want to just go back to the very beginning of this passage just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first words, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. So, it's probably not just going to happen. You're probably not just going <laughs> to live in peace with everyone, which is kind of impossible because there are people who are definitely irritants in your life. But it's a, <laughs> She's not talking about me, by the way. Nobody no. in particular. I know you're not. Maybe not you, but someone I know. Oh, wait, we're not in church. <laughs> um but then it's an action word again. It's something we have to strive for, something we have to race toward. And and I, I just love that. It's always an action that we are responsible for as we move toward others and try to live peaceful lives. It's our action. You can't just sit still and it happens. Mm-hmm. You make a choice, just like Esau made a very bad choice. We have an opportunity to make a good choice. Mm-hmm. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Mm-hmm. And keeping our eyes where? Jesus. I'm Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it feels very Sunday schooly this week, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Eyes on That's Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's it for the day, huh? We all just kind of stopped. We're like, uh, and Jesus, amen. So, Amen. Yeah. So, Terry, why don't you pray for us today? <laughs> Okie dokie. Lord, as we study and learn your word and we learn more of what you expect from us and how much you give to us, help us keep all these things in mind as we're running the race you have set before us, Lord. Help us to make every effort to live in peace as much as we can do uh, without you know, crossing a line and going into maybe a sinful situation with people, but to make every effort to live in peace so that they will see you and want to um, come to know you as well. And Lord, we just pray that we will put away, um, like Esau, he just, he had this, um, wanted his satisfaction immediately gratified and gave away everything for it. And so we pray, Lord, that we'll make better choices than that, that we won't give up 
and the things that you have given to us, but we'll hold tight to them and cling to them and lean on them and draw closer to you. And Lord, we just thank you for your grace in our lives that you have extended to us when we sure don't deserve it. And help us to always extend that grace to others, as Suzanne said, not to beat them over the head with the Jesus stick, but to extend grace to everyone. We didn't deserve it, and you gave it anyways. And help us to be freely giving of our grace to others. And um, just pray, Lord, that as we continue to study your word, that we'll grow closer and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ha, 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 ha.